this week's podcast with Pina and Rico. Winging it with Pina and Rico. We've got the pleasure of having Stevie Winter and his son Mace. Welcome, guys. How are you? All good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Rico. Good to see you, Pina. Yeah, nice to see you both. Well, I started off and um, you got a bit of flack, I know, Steve. So we'll start <laughs> with that one and we'll clear that one up. Um, I played with neither of you. Yeah. And never managed neither of you. Yeah. Um, but I knew you'd take it in the way you would take it. What, devastated, you mean? <laughs> We're talking about your introduction of our yeah, previous yeah. guest called Steve Winter. You mean, yeah, you mean the yeah. Steve Winter v. Steve Winter. Yeah. yeah. So what was your but comment saying? You I, said, I think I might have said something like, the better Steve Winter. Yeah, the best. good Steve Winter. <laughs> not, Sorry. not the other Steve Winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to downplay yeah. it. Yeah. No, but... I knew you'd take it in the way it was um, meant because um, the character you are. Yeah, so perfectly, right. absolutely, it's good banter, all good, all a good laugh. So where do we, where do we start off? We start with you, Steve. Okay, sure. So for me, uh, football started at about the age of nine or ten. Yeah. Nelsey United. Yeah. Are you a Nelsey boy? Yeah, brought yeah. up in Nelsey. Born in Cleveland, brought up in Nelsey. Went to school there, and um, at the age of nine or ten, we started playing with the older age group, uh, just friendlies and training. And then under 11s, the team was formed, 11 aside. And um, we were the first Nelsey team to go into the Bristol League, which was the Hannah Minor League, oh, right. which was you know, a, a quite a good achievement. And we knew we had a decent team. And the manager, a guy called Steve Snook, had got involved, ex-sort of old Georgians player. Um, Steve's probably in his 80s now, like my dad. And my dad helped him. And uh, we went into the Hannah Minor League. And we had a great year under 11s. We came runners-up to a really good Warmley Rangers side. And that Warmley Rangers side had, if I remember rightly, had Ian Weston, yeah. Phil King. Do you remember Phil yeah. King? Went so on Swindon. To Swindon, Swindon yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, Villa yeah. with Ron Atkinson. And Kinger was a was a player then. Yeah. You could tell he was. Was he a fullback? Well, he ended up fullback, but he's played in left side midfield. And he, in that in that age of football and and slightly older, he dictated the game. When he had a good game, his team played well. That's how I always looked at Kinger. So that was really good, and um, the lads that played in my Nelsey team was myself really with Chris Honor. So I grew up with Chris, um, and we went, went all the way through, through kids football, and then eventually both to Bristol City, but uh, it was about, it was the... Can I just stop you? Yeah, yeah. So what's Chrissy Honor up to? Because he cropped up in a previous podcast, didn't he? And he commentates on Bristol City games. Now, I don't see a lot of Chris now, we no. sort of drifted apart a little bit, but yeah, he... Um, he commentates a lot on City games with Gary Hours and with Jeff Twentyman, and he's got his own property business. He's done very well, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, he's done well for himself. So, I would say about ten games before the end of that season, at under 11s, we got scouted by Jock Ray. Both me and Chris yeah, at the same he's time. He's had a few mentions, hasn't he, Jock Ray? Which Jock, everyone yeah. you know, knew of Jock and that, and he was he was fabulous. Um, and so we started training at the city ground just really at that time before under 12s before the league games sort of started um and we uh, we ended up both signing for west town harriers which again have been mentioned a few times haven't they yeah which was then city's junior club wasn't it sort of leader you know sort of leader club into into uh, into the football club so the lads that were there at that point were julian dix darren peacock who phil mentioned last week um, Graham Underhill, Phil's brother, Chris Honor, Ian Wilmot, who obviously went on at Rovers, um, 
a lad I promised I'd give a mention because he deserved a mention. Was well, you were dropping a few in. Yeah. Dave Williams. Dave Williams. He's just Dave. in the Gloucester County. Absolutely. What's the, what's the role he's, he's got? He's got a role within Gloucester FA. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, on yeah. Facebook, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, good luck to him on that one. Yeah. Don't play with David Mangusville. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. And like, Dave really deserved it. I at the Trooper on Sunday morning yeah. for BR. Did yeah. see Aiden. Aiden, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave was there, and, a, and another lad you probably remember, Darren Giltro, yeah. who played at Manor Farm and had a spell at Trowbridge, a little, a little bit spelled out. Big, strong boy, but he sort of drifted away from football in, in, in senior football. And then the other lads you'd know were, who were a year younger but played up were Ian Edges and, and Dean Smart. So we had a good we had a good West Ham team, and most of that team went all the way through. Dixie left it, fourteen under fourteens, and went to Birmingham, went to school there, and, and went on from there. And uh, I think Darren Peacock left us at City. He, he chose to go in the end to Newport and signed a, an apprenticeship at Newport County, um, which was quite a surprise because City would have offered him something, I think. Yeah. So that was good. But in the last two years, were Brian Dr- Brian Drysdale took us. And that was, yeah, you know, you knew you would be in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great Blake, Brian. Yeah. Actually, played with some great players then who went on to make make a a name for ourselves really in the game, haven't you? You know, when you look at that team, Dixie made a career out of the game, Darren Peacock did. Graham Underhill played that one game at Molyneux for City. It's on his CV, though. Yeah, absolutely. Ian Wilmot didn't get anything at City, went on to Rovers when Jerry Francis took him out of non league football. Mm. Um, And Chris Honour was an apprentice with me. Um, you know, at 15, 16, and went on and played and played up in Scotland. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was good. It was so, good. I'm, I'm just going to stop you there, Stephen, yeah. Yeah. and over to Mace. So, was your childhood schoolboy football any different? Or? No, it's funny enough, we were chatting about this the other day. We followed pretty much the same pattern, really. So, again, played at Nails United until under the end of under 11s, where, again, we won the league and I think we won the cup that year. Yeah. And at the end of that year, three of us signed for Rovers. Um, I'd been on trial with City during that under 11 season and then at the end of it I had an offer from Rovers and City and rightly or wrongly if you might say I chose the Rovers over the City um, um, well, I think that's not a bad choice yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you went to the dark exactly. side <laughs> the dark side as he says there but, um, and then we, I was at Rovers then from, from under 12 to sort of first year of secondary school all the way to the end of secondary school to coming up to the, um, the year where the, where the scholarships are handed out so in our year group who did we have we had Trey Anderson um, Danny Greenslade, who's gone on to do quite well, I think he's at Chippenham now, Danny. Um, good, strong left back there. Um, Elliot Gibbons. Yeah. Um, Elliot Gibbons was a good, good mate of mine at that age then. Um, Steve Lester's boy, Liam Lester. Yeah. So he joined with me from Nails United. He was in that, that, that winning team that we had there. Um, and we used to come up against some good, strong teams. You know, that's when we used to play like of Cheltenham. They had a very strong team. I think they had the Doofus brothers who were playing. Um, Plymouth were always a strong team. But we used to come up against them and have some good battles. So. I did enjoy my time at Rovers all the way up till, till 16 and obviously it didn't quite work out. It was running then. Onwards. So was... came across some good footballing blokes there. I mm-hmm. came across, I had, I had John Black at under 14 um, and then Paul Britton under 15s and under 16s. I had Polly there. I got on really well with Polly. Good footballing bloke and he really brings the best out of you. I always find with Polly on there. Um, so yeah, I did, particularly those latter years under under Paul Britton, that's when I felt like I played my best football at Rovers with it. So did, did, when you got released at 16, mm-hmm. was it hard? It was, yeah, because I think to me at the time, it was just all I ever wanted to do. And then suddenly it's like, well, I want to be a footballer, what do I do now? Um, so yeah, I must say, you, you, you become a bit disillusioned with it all for a little bit. Um, 
But the best thing that I went and did, I went to Filton College, did the SGS College now, yeah. did my um, my sporting course up there, um, and played in the in the Bristol Academy team um, under the likes of Bill Meehan, who at first terrified of, used to run the socks off us, but ended up absolutely loving him. I employed Bill at SGS. I, that's what I invited for that. Yeah, and that's Over where the running came from. That was it. Yeah, the five four three two one classic around the uh, round. You mentioned it again. Right. Ken Rogers always said to me, the easiest thing is to get players fit, and if they can't run, they shouldn't be on the field. You're right. You're right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then played under Simon Paynes in my second year at Bristol Academy, um, where I got on, got on well with Simon as well. Got on really well with him. So yeah. back to your player, are you a chip off your block, same positions or different uh, players? Or? No, well, I was centre midfield but made my way back into sort of full back, wing back now. Um, whereas You played wide though, Steve. I played you? wide up, further up the pitch and couldn't defend, but I would love to be playing full back nowadays. I well, wing back role, yeah, yeah, a wing back role. Yeah. And it was interesting, like Phil said last week, Phil Underhill said about not wanting to be a wing back. No. But he was a fit lad. I would love to be a wing back. Yeah, but he has short legs. He, he, did. he <laughs> didn't like running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Sorry, Phil. But, <laughs> but Mason loves that bombing on from fullback. Yeah. I love watching him bomb on from fullback now, you know, isn't it? It's great. But it's different. Like, how they line up now, isn't it? You know, you, yeah. you can bomb on now, you've got a bit of cover there. I mean, we've mentioned it before, haven't we? Yeah. At the top level, Liverpool. I mean, they're full backs. Oh if you want a, a yeah. role models to watch, to exactly. play that position, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I mean, creative I, players, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, my team's Everton, but I look at Liverpool, I think, God. Yeah. We've had a couple of them. them. Yeah. 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 The chances they create and unbelievable. the numbers they, yeah. they put in. Uh, do, we digress a little bit, but. The Everton fullbacks, you know, Seamus Coleman and, and the people you've had, were, were great fullbacks. But yeah. the game's moved on, haven't it? It has moved yeah. on. It's yeah. quicker, yeah. it's faster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. no matter what we say, yeah. you know. Yeah. The pitches are this, the pitches are better at, at, yeah. at amateur level, yeah. you know. But I mean, we I've heard you guys talking about it before, and you know, you two guys are different types of footballer in the sense of, but you'd have loved to have been playing, yeah. right, wouldn't you? Now. I would have, you know, in that respect, people have said to me when I've seen them out, God, you, you know, as a winger, you wouldn't have got whacked. Yeah. I mean, Grantley Dix, Jesus, mm. you know, <laughs> what would he have done to me now? Nothing, <laughs> you know? Growled. So, yeah, yeah. So, you got apprenticeship at City? Yeah, yeah, I got offered. I didn't think I was. I think I would, and that's what I was saying about Dave Williams. I thought they'd, they'd offer Dave Williams something, yeah. they didn't. And I went along, we had to go and see Terry Cooper. Yeah. I remember on a Sunday morning, and I went with my dad, and he called me in and I've got to say, Cooper, Cooper liked me from 13, 14 when he used to watch some of our games. I remember he sort of said, you know, we like, I like wingers getting at people and getting yeah. crosses in. And I didn't think I did enough at sort of 16 to get one, but I got offered. Chris Honor got it, Graham Underhill and myself, we were the three Bristol lads. And then there was a lad called Gordon Moore from Lancashire, little winger as well, a little like Jimmy Johnston. And... Um, a centre forward, um, A.D. Woodlands, we used to call him Rushy because he looked like Ian Rush, from Yeovil. Good looking lad then. No, no. <laughs> and, and not the brightest either. But, um, but no, good it? lad, good lad. And yeah, so there's five of us got, got apprenticeships and, um, and that was tough though. When, when, we, when we joined, it was, the fitness wasn't the problem because we were 16 year old, young, skinny fit lads. But I always think at that time, City were, at a point where that was 1984 and City had nearly gone bust in 82. Yeah. Cooper had done a ma an unbelievable job, I think. I think he was did a fabulous job for the club and I really respected him as a football man. Um, but we didn't get, I don't feel we got opportunities mm. because they still had, Cooper had signed a lot of 
free transfer pros, um, Alan Crawford, um, Bruce Halliday, people that were... They all come to Bath. <laughs> yeah, they did, you know, right, Glenn Ryan. Yeah. yeah. But I've got to be honest, the 80s, Steve, was a bit of a low period for professional football. Yeah. I think. It was a lot, yeah, yeah. There weren't the, like, you look at it now, the Premier League, even the Championship, the money, the crowds. I yeah. mean, even Bristol City, I mean, you could then watch Bristol City mm. now, yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's good crowds there yeah. now. I mean, I can remember going on the city ground in the, the 80s, whatever. You did think it was getting 12, sort of, you know, 10, 12,000. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. went the same as what it was now. And in Premier League, the, what, the old first division, you could get a ticket the same day and just turn up and watch. Yeah. You can't do that now, can you? No, you know? that's right. No, no. It's, it's, it's different, a different, it's a different, there's a, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, a lot more money in the game, a lot yeah. more like the academies, everything else is yeah. moved on massively totally. in those 25, 30 years. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely has. Yeah. Did you end up cleaning boots for any of the players? We did it all, didn't yeah, who did you clean? Oh Christ, um, everyone's. Um, yeah. I remember going in the boot room and this great big trough of what was originally like sort of clean water. After you spent an hour in there, it was just mud, murky, it was disgusting. It could just get flicked around. Yeah. We had great fun, mind. Yeah. But Clive Middlemass was assistant manager, and he was a serious disciplinarian. And if he caught you messing around, you know, I remember I, there's some things. I remember Chris Honor. Was so he was so chirpy, Chris. He was so chirpy to the pros, and, and Clive would say to some of the pros that were like Trevor Morgan, Keith Curl, go, go and sort him out, teach him a lesson. <laughs> and I remember them chasing him down to the bottom dressing room, and at the bottom, by the bottom dressing room was the the laundry room. This is the Ashton in Gate. The Ashton yeah. Gate, the old before it got redeveloped, yeah. and they put Chris in the great big industrial dryer. <laughs> they shoved him in there and the window was like a round window and you could see him in there saying, no, let me out and they tried to turn it on. He was too heavy to go around. <laughs> Not me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and those sort of things, you know, happened and, and chased him across Ashton Park and brought him back and chucked him in a cold bath and all that. But that was because he was chirpy, you know. So how did you end up getting released when you were... I left on my own accord, but okay. I wouldn't have got anything. Yeah, I, I just made a decision about... What, you sensed that? Yeah, you were told that? Yeah, no, I, I sensed it. I said I had a chat with my dad and said, look, you know, I've played games in the reserves, you're out, because they'll always play the pros. Um, we're playing in the youth team, but there was only probably six or seven youth team games a season, really mm -hmm. friendlies, and played in the FA Youth Cup, and you played in some other sort of competitive youth team game. Mm -hmm. So in the end, I, it got to about February, and our contract would have been up about May time, and I just went in and saw Cooper, and just said, Gaffer, I, I, I remember saying this to him, right? I said, Gaffer, I, I need to have a chat with you. I said, I'm, I'm gonna leave. I said, I've got myself a proper job, <laughs> right? That went down well. Yeah, but he looked, he looked at me and went, all right, Stevie, okay, son. And he said, done well. Let, and I went into the referee's room where they were getting changed. That's where him and Clive used to get changed. Just knocked on the door and went in. It's quite and, great, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'd, made, yeah, I'd made my decision, but I was nervous doing it. And he just said, look, you know, let me let me get changed and give us 10 minutes and we'll go in and see the secretary. And he walked me into Bob Twyford's office. He said, um, Stevie wants to leave. He's um, He's got a proper job like that. And I sensed it straight away and I thought, how could I say that to Terry Cooper? Football's been a proper job to him, yeah. but it ain't going to work out for me. Were you unhappy? I was unhappy. Was I unhappy? I was disillusioned with it. Right. Yeah, maybe there was times. What I was going to say, when I said earlier on it was tough, we had to train with the pros, the first team every day. It wasn't like now, academy boys train together, you know, whatever. And you got some stick, which yeah. we could take, but at 16 and 17, yeah. that was hard sometimes. And then you join in games, 11 v 11 or 8 v 8, and if you didn't, if you had a bit of a mare occasionally, you got some stick and that, you know, and it was, it was very nerve-wracking, yeah. you know, and I think even Moggy said in one of these um, 
podcast, it can it can ruin your confidence a little bit. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you are full of yourself and you're that type of character, and I was somewhere in between, you know, not the shy boy, but also not the, no. the loud one. And it was, yeah, it was difficult. But you, did you have a proper job in mind? Did you yeah, actually I, I, I got out? myself a job. So when you were growing, like Mason said, he was playing football, hit him, when it, he yeah, was saying, yeah, like, yeah. that was your dream job, that's what you were building for. So you got 60, 70 and thinking, hang on a minute, there's something else I could do it. I accepted oh, that yeah. there probably was. Yeah, people yeah. said to me, why didn't you write to Exeter and talk yeah. and all that? And I just, in the end, I think I was kind of a bit beaten up by it. Yeah. I thought I didn't believe I was maybe good enough to go on. You know, that I suppose that's a massive thing that you've got to have that, I suppose, confidence in your yeah. ability, haven't you? Yeah, you know? yeah. Because um, if you haven't got that, it soon gets knocked out again. That's right. After a few bad and at, games. Yeah, and at a young age, yeah, yeah you feel that way, don't you, mate? You know, yeah. Some, someone, I'll give it, you know, someone like Julian Dix, nothing was ever going to stop him. You know, we were two equally good players at the same age, 11, 12, 13. I remember us both winning player of the year for West Ham and all that type of thing, but Dixie just genuinely wanted it, yeah. wanted it so badly. And you said it, players that have moved away from Bristol have done better. Do you reckon another Toughens them up. Uh, he was an Oester. Yeah. Growing up in that environment without, you know, the players you've mentioned there from yeah. Noah West, the, yeah. you know, the Peacocks, the, yeah. you know, right. they're all under, yeah. yeah. they're all that, Character that brilliant, yeah, aren't they? You know, definitely. you know, you got to fight for that last scrap on the plate. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You probably had a guard in it. You're right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were lucky. And a computer. <laughs> yeah. But it's like later on, we, even in men's football, Backwell and that. Later on, like we were called the BS48 boys. You know, and Pulley said later on, we'll talk about it. But Pulley said about it, went down the back where they were all white collar workers, yeah. posh boys. You know. Okay. So, so Mace, Philton. Played yeah. your football there, mm-hmm. decent standard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we played the Southwest Counties on a Saturday yeah. in my first year, and then we did. Um, they try and integrate you into that men's football. And they had a team in the county league at the yeah. time, which um, Simon Payne was taking. So eventually, you kind of you went into that in your first year a little bit. You got a bit of a taste, and then the second year, you really had an opportunity at it. And again, you know, welcome to men's football. Go and play in the county league. Go and play Southmead away. You know, <laughs> go and deal with that. Um, but it, it, it toughens you up, you know. Yeah, Especially sure. coming from an academy, playing against you turn up, you're playing at Plymouth, you're playing that, and then suddenly the Southwest Counties, you're playing against your Baths and your Pool Towns, playing on the first team pitch, and then, like you say, you're playing in the middle of Southmead Estate on the yeah. Southmead pitches there, and 17, 18, you got you got blokes that are on the outside of the pitch with kind of matching around and that. And you, when when, when did these games take place? Was it a weekend or in, in the yeah, week? so yeah, they're weekends on that one. So oh. you play college football in the middle of the week. Yeah. Um, against the likes of Bridgewater, Hartbury, things like that. All the other sort of colleges. Yeah, and then you play on a Saturday in either the Southwest Counties in the morning, which was the under, which was an under 18s league, or you were playing in the in the, the the Gloucester County League then in the evenings. Have you come up against any of those in those colleges that have gone on to? Um, like there's, big there's names? a few. Hartbury had a few lads who play in the same sort of Southern League, Conference South now, but no one who really stepped on too much from yeah. there out of the college system. I always thought Hartbury was like a rugby. They are. They're massive yeah? on the rugby. rugby yeah. They are. They are. That's their main one. Up there definitely, yeah. Jordan went. Jordan went to Harbury. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. I forget about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he went to Harbury. Um, yeah, yeah. You're still chasing the dream, aren't you? That's or, or it. Jordan was at the time. You know, he was still chasing the dream. Yeah. So well, how old were you then, Mason? There, I'd have been between 16 and 18. There. So that's your developing yeah. years to see if you're going to get on. That was it. Yeah. Who knows how you're going to change yeah. as well? And at 17, so in between those years of um, my first and second year of film, I went back into Rovers to under 18s um, to, to, for a trial, and that was when Alan Walsh was taking it then. 
and I spent a whole summer in with Walshy. Um, it was a scorching summer, and all he used to do, he used to take us up Blaze Castle. He used to tell us to do about five laps of Blaze Castle, and I'm not kidding you, he'd Warmer. take his top off and he'd be led down sunbathing. <laughs> he'd be led down sunbathing. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, Whoa. but that was, that was it. You know, the first oh. team would train up at um, Cribs now, or, or Friends Life, yeah. whatever it was, then they'd get the first team pitch. And the under 18s, sometimes we'd be at Golden Hill, sometimes, you know, we'd go in Blaze Castle. We'd get the balls out on Blaze Castle and do a keep ball in the middle of Blaze Castle. And that was five, six years ago. Well, I obviously grew up with Simon Payne's when, when I was doing the football at, at, at Filmer College. And, but we were running the Rovers youth team. Yeah, yeah. So the under 18s was Filton's first team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, we had great success. Uh, but it, it is difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. So when you go to that college, yeah, do you study for a career as well as a football? Yeah. Are, you, are you doing a sporting yeah. sort of education? Yeah. So what, what happens is you, you get your timetable come through, and let's just say Monday you do your lectures, um, Monday morning you do your lectures, and then every Monday afternoon is training. So that's what you do. So your full day. The primary object to go to there, though, was for the football. Was for the football, yeah, yeah, the facilities oh, that's that they great, had like up there. 16, 18, okay. The college would look at it. You went there for the Absolutely. education, yeah. And, yeah, and the football was. Yeah, well, but the yeah. boys look at it differently, yeah. don't they? Yeah. 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 Like I said earlier, just still chasing yeah. the dreams. So you must have some good times there, though. Well, all the kids are saying Absolutely. Age. You know, that was the, the best thing I ever did was go to Filton College. Leave, leave Nelsie, go out my comfort zone, leave my friends, get on the train every day, go out to Filton, mm. go and meet new people. Um, and I've made friends up there. I've got Josh Jones, who I played at Larkall, I've played with him um, at Cribs. He's decent, Good player, yeah. good player. I've been trying to get him to Manor Farm for ages. If I coached him, I. Turn him into a real player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a trumpet yeah. over there, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and there's, <laughs> and there's, um, there's, there's Ian Edges' sons, uh, Lewis Edges, yeah. one of my best mates. Stayed really good friends with him, met him at Filton College. Yeah. And, you, and again, you, you make friends for life. For that yeah, sort of definitely. That's what football does, that isn't it? it? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. 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 So let's start on your non league career, okay. then, Steve. So when I left City, it was I say it's about the February, so there was a bit of the season left, and I didn't really know what to do or what to play. So Ian Wilmot, a good mate of mine from schoolboy football, was playing up at Redwood Lodge in in the Somerset Senior League in them days, and we'd have been just 18. Okay, so I went up there and literally played for Jantz and Derek. Yeah. Um, the last 12 games of the season, it was it was it was really enjoyable up on that Redwood Lodge pitch, jumping in the swimming pool after. But you wouldn't believe who was playing left back out there at the time. Grantley, Grantley Dix. Dix. Yeah. So of course I grew up with Julian, and Grantley yeah. used to come and watch all the time. The Bobber Boys, as we used to call them. <laughs> and uh, and Grantley was playing for Redwood. So and then I got to know people like Big Desi, bless him, Big Beresford. Desi Beresford. Yeah. Best, one of the best blokes I ever met in football. And when you meet him at 18, he looks after you, and he's like 25, say then, and you go clubbing with him. And he's dancing on the dance floor like he did, bless him. You know, he was such a, an amazing guy. And then there was Paul Derrick and a few others. There's his, um, uh, I think it's his uh, half-brother, um, Paul Bernard. Yeah, yeah lad, Paul, Good yeah. lad, great lad. So I met a good, few good lads up there. And, and the one, and, and Jansen was lovely. Jansen was a great bloke to play for. And, you know, he just let you play. And as a winger, he loved me in that respect. Um, but the guy I met then who used to play with my dad was Barry Dubridge. Mm. And what a character Barry is, and, and you yeah. would remember also yeah. Colston, Clement, yeah. and them two together Selling in the, the bar. Veg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Barry and Colston, well, I was yeah, like a proper nine. old school characters. Yeah, 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 and they were funny. Well, I still see Barry and Nelsie occasionally now, and he knows my dad, and he's just a, a great bloke. Um, 
so I saw that season out with them and then Andy Mathias was playing out there as well and he asked me he said to me I'm going to Backwell next year you should come down to Backwell and I used to go and watch Backwell a lot with Johnny Sutherland when I was sort of 14, 15 and um, so I went down there and they'd just got in the Western League and we, you, you guys have spoken about that tough Backwell team yeah. and it was quite an education but somebody that John Sutherland had just signed that he tried to sign a few years earlier was Colin Goatley oh. and you know from a clan down I didn't realise at the time Goatley was a legend at clan down wasn't he in the Western League and, but he was a Clevedon boy yeah. and uh, so I went down there as a, a right winger and he just signed Goatley's so we, I played, but I was in and out a little bit, and it was me and Andy Watts. Watts, he was about 16, I was 18. And we were both getting in and on the bench a bit and in the side and that. So that was a good experience. And it was a, it was a, you know, a baptism into, into Western League football. Um, and John was a lovely bloke to play for, but he had his core of boys that had done him well through Somerset Senior League into Western League. So... I then got the opportunity of going down to Clevedon Town, which was really like a sort of a step up. Um, and Jamie Patch and, and Bob Perrot were there at the time. But as soon as I went down yeah, there... as players? Not, well, they, actually he was. Um, Patchy and Perrot were both playing in the reserves a little bit, but they'd been managing. All uh, right. And I can't think of the guy's name who'd, who had lost his job and they'd taken over for a bit. But then the following season, which would have been about 88, Dave Stone took over. And I, you know, had an opportunity to stay in there and and and, and, uh, and play in there, and we had and Dave brought all his Portway Bristol boys. And that was at the new place. The no, hand? no, this was still it, the old right, ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I never ever played at the hand. Right. Um, so yeah, so Dave Stone took over. The driest manager I've ever met is humour. I just couldn't, I, you know, lovely bloke, but I, some of the things he'd come out with, you just thought, you know. I'd, was that, is that a joke or are you being like rude you know <laughs> then, at a young age but a really nice guy and he'd been successful hadn't he because yeah. ex-Rovers player and done well at Welton well, I think well, in the past get, got a mention with Steve Colson yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric Jordan yeah, yeah. so um, and we had and so he brought his Portway Bristol boys down so there's people like Wayne Morris who played behind me fullback, fullback good player him, yeah. and um, Steve Owen and he'd just yeah. come back from a knee-op so, so I didn't really probably see the best of Steve Owen it that time playing for Clevedon. Um, but we had Colin Williams up front, he scored a lot of goals, left footer, and um, Timmy Banks. Yeah. So a lot of that Portway team joined Clevedon. Colin Williams, I played in Bristol Boys with him. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was a year there, and then Mike Kelly took over yeah. from John Sudden at Backwell. And Mike knew me from when I was at Backwell, and he really wanted me to come back, and he was one of those managers where you've been saying before about like a Pridham who just keeps ringing you and yeah. ringing you and Pridham would have done it in his way. Do you know Mike Kelly saying? Not really. Oh, he's on Facebook yeah. last evening and he sings he songs sings. and stuff. Yeah. Keep he's a crooner. Going, yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's in his like mid-80s now. Yeah. Lovely guy. I, I played against him for Greyfriars Athletic when I was a kid. Really? And he marked me. Did he? And I probably didn't get a kick. Right. He, he told me he was a centre forward. <laughs> I think he went backwards yeah. and backwards. Yeah, yeah lovely. Yeah. So yeah, so I joined. I went back to Backwell and played in in, in a good side there. So Mike, you were early twenties. No, yeah, no, I'd have been nineteen, oh, right. nineteen, okay. maybe touching getting to twenty. Yeah. 
Um, so it was only a season at Cleveland Town, but I really wanted to go back and prove myself at Backwell. And Mike Kelly really wanted you there. He made you feel great. And we had Steve Lester. Yeah. We had Marco Carota. He's going for the record, isn't he? I've got a pint for every name I draw, <laughs> by the way. Right? And I got a, late, a, in a, a little bit later, I got another one for Adam Tudor as well, by the way. So anyway, so yeah, uh, we had a good, good side there. And I had a, that season there. And we did well. We probably finished. This was first division of the, of the Western League. But it was a tough league then. It, it was, was a good tough. league. You know, that was a, a good, decent standard then. And um, and then Steve Lester, I found out a few years later, recommended me to John Murphy. And Murph came and watched the start of the following season. Backwell played Cleveland Town. And I had a really good game. We beat them about 5-2. And, of course, they were a league above. And I scored a couple. And then that week, seven days went in from Trowbridge. And I spoke to Bob Baird within a week. Baird, he phoned me. Murph was too big to phone me or whatever but barely phoned me <laughs> yeah that yeah. sounds merciless yeah, yeah. very <laughs> strange that the manager doesn't phone you <laughs> yeah. but barely did and barely spoke well and i said yeah i'd love to come out because i wanted to play the best level i could and i went out there with Lest and signed and had two so you had a meet to go with and yeah, yeah 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 because it's a bit of a trek it is a bit yeah. of a trek you know Cleveland you know, and lz yeah. yeah so um so that was that yeah so mace yeah left filton college mm -hmm. so yeah with, what did i do so i left Filton College in my halfway through my last year of, of the football and went and joined Cleveland Town first right. team and this was just when the money had just been pulled out of Cleveland if you remember where Mickey Bell was manager down yeah. there and it all went um, it all went upside down down there and a lot of the players left and yeah. uh, and, and who took over down there was um, Paul McLaughlin um, and I knew Paul from when I was seven or eight years of age um, and, and he went down there so I, I I think I had a couple of mates training, like Joe Swift, and that, who was playing in the under 18s, he was in the first team. And I just said, I might fancy my chances down there and see if I can see what it's like. So I went down and trained with them. And the next thing you know, Paul said, Can you sign for us? Can you play for us? And that didn't go down too well with Filton College or Bristol Academy. And, you know, Simon Payne's mm. as well. well. What's going on? You're meant to be playing for us. And I've been up there. It? It's it difficult, you know. Especially as a young lad, you want to please everyone, don't you? Absolutely. I'm stuck in the middle here. And, you know, I'm thinking, I've got a chance to play in Southern League football here. Play as high as you can Absolutely. for as long as you can. That's what I and, think. And, and, and you know, the, Simon won't mind me saying this. The college got to support that. Yeah. It's de player development. That's what I thought. Yeah, you know, exactly it, I it's thought. not. It's not about winning the county league for Felton no. College. You know, you no. want to do all right. Yeah, but he ran some football schools as well, didn't he, Macker? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a good yeah. player as well. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. So yeah. 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 Went into there yeah. and we had a he young team. Team. Played, didn't he? Yeah, I think he went Australia, New Zealand, but New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. That's his brother-in-law. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because he's the same age as his daughter. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So we um, went down to Cleveland, finished off the season down there, and we were the whipping boys for a good time. We had about seven or eight under-18s in that team. How long ago was this? Not what year was that? Was like 2013, I reckon? 2013, yeah. So we went down there, and we survived the season. We saw it out, really. And um, we, had a, we had a couple of experienced lads in there, but we weren't, we weren't any good, you know? Like, seven, you're full of 17, 18-year-olds yeah. trying to play trade and that. It's not going to happen. So we, um, I then did the, the pre-season again there with Cleveland, Matt, Paul Mack and wanted me to stay down there, so I did that, and I did about, about half a season down there, being in and out of the team, as an 18-year-old at right back, in and out, I'd, I'd have a good game, I'd have a good game, and then a bit below par, up and down, up and down, and it got to a point where I just became frustrated with not playing, um, 
and it, I think there was a couple of games where I felt a bit harsh to be left out even at 18 I thought well I thought I've done alright to stay in the team but you know don't you if you've done alright that's what I think team. I'm always honest with myself yeah. I don't know if I've had a shocker or not and um, and I got left out and I just thought do you know what I'm just going to go and play football so I had a, a couple of weeks off and then that's when I went down to Cribs um, I knew my old PE teacher Dom Graffanino was playing down there and he got me in and again I finished off the season down there and we got promoted we had, some, we had Dave Gilroy playing up front for mm -hmm. us there. Um, there's a few other lads. I think there's Tim O'Loughlin playing at the back there. Um, then started the next season at Cribs in the Premier Division um, and, and picked up Player of the Year. That year had a really good season where we finished about mid-table. And then that's when Tony Beecham came in. Um, and I get on really well with Tony Beecham. Um, he's just taken over at Ashton and Backwell. And we had a really good team. I bought a few Filton lads in. I bought in Lewis Hedges. I bought in um, Josh Jones came along. I got him in. And we got we had a real strong but young group. And we um, we got to the, the cup final that year. Seventh or eighth in the league, I think. We had Darren Edwards played up front for us. Um, that's that's Jack, I mean, that, that was Darren Edwards coming in at 36, 37. And what a job he did for us up front. Um, you've had young George King scoring a lot of goals for us as well up front. Ryan King's boy, I don't know if you know Ryan King. King. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Yeah, so we, again, that was a really, really strong team that we had at Cribs with no budget. We were playing against yeah. teams, you know, we had, we had likes of Manor Farm in that team who had a big budget. So was Rob Hetherington still involved then? He was in, he's involved in the background. Okay, yeah, yeah, because he, he was AXA. Yeah, that's he threw and through, AXA, and that's where Blods was, Simon yeah. Hartley. Yeah, um, the same. So Blods, Blods was assistant manager for a little bit and helped out down there. Yeah. Um, we, we had a really good time at Cribs because we, we, we all wanted to be there. there yeah. was, no one was there for the money because no there was money. no money. Yeah. Yeah. We all used to go. Well, out as I went into management, like, that's what you wanted. You wanted a gang of three exactly. or four players who bought their mates and it helped form a team. But if you with, yeah. with the teams I had, I yeah. used to have got my knees. Yeah, you yeah. 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 get a out of that. You're trying to get some. Yeah, that's why I'm bored. But you had a great pitch as well, didn't you, with Chris? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It was perfect. That was it. It was the surface on there. That was, that, that was, your, that was your budget. You know, you had that pitch to play on every week. Going back on your career, do you find you ended up playing with a lot of your dad's people, friends, and they know? There are Because that's the you know, it's like you said, Lewis Edges, you know, his dad. Yeah. You know, Ryan King. is. So it's a lot of the, you know, dads and their sons come on and come around again see that as well yeah, yeah. Definitely. you're on the line you see I, mean, I played against him yeah, yeah. That's, who's your boy that's my boy over there <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah it's quite uh, that's why I enjoy funny. watching it yeah. I enjoy watching Mason play because you bump into people I've seen Moggy down there quite a yeah. lot because he's mates with Grant Lee in Manor did Park. you ever watch your dad play Mason? no no, no you, you were lucky I know you should have watched a good Steve Winters exactly he talks a good game he said he was alright I'm going to throw it in now I was going to throw it in a little bit later but do you argue over your football? I'll let him answer that now. Yeah, What's his parental advice? Yeah, I mean, I think we used to clash years ago, particularly when I was about 12, 13, I think we used to clash a hell of a lot more. But as yeah. the years have gone on, I think it's, 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 we've calmed down a lot more, I think. To be honest, you see yeah. a lot of that in kids' football, though, don't you? Their dad's on the line and shouting. Well, I mean, that goes back to sort of our day, doesn't it? You yeah. know, I remember yeah. our dad wouldn't shower, but like the other parents. Yeah. Tell him how to play the game. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I, I think I think even Dad would admit this. I think I think he used to put a lot of pressure on me at times, and uh, I could feel it. And I'd get myself all tense during a game. And I'd look over at him like you do at your dad, and he's telling you, "Come on, get yeah. do a bit more." But I think he relaxed more, and that helped me relax more. Yeah. So you vocal on the touchline, Steve? Not vocal, because when you're at the, the Rovers Academy or Centre of Excellence, <laughs> you couldn't be, as you know. But I would. He's right. He would look over at me, and I'd yeah. be looking. I'd be going, Get on your toes. Get on your toes. Be a bit more lively, yeah. because you know he's got the ability, yeah. and you want to get it out of them. Yeah. And and I'm not saying you want to live your 
through them again yeah. but you kind of do and Mace is spot on in what he's saying there last three or four seasons he's now 25 he's playing men's football yeah. he's playing a level that for longer than what I played a level at yeah. so I, I respect that and he's got to live his, his own career hasn't he do you know what I mean but um, we've all done it as dads haven't we I suppose in a way yeah my my, my dad never ever he played football yeah um, but he never, never, never commented. Did he not? No. no. Never yeah, my commented. My dad was a little bit like that. Mm. Never commented. Mm. You know, he would always, was always there to stick his arm around me if I needed it and whatever, you know, throughout the whole of my career. Yeah. You know, my mother was very... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to pitch and hit the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my dad never, ever did. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and I, I coached Jordan yeah. at, at, at Swindon and... I was probably harsher on him than I was on yeah. anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I'm his biggest critic, but yeah. I'm also his biggest fan. Exactly. And that's exactly. and I'm proud of that, really. Yeah. yeah. So from that point of view, yeah. 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 As long as it's constructive criticism, mm. that's for all kids and stuff. Totally. You know, it's yeah. just like you see some on the lines, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you know, you go out and you see him shouting. I was that helping? Yeah. Player, yeah. But you can sort of interfere. I mean, I've had it. I I ran kids football yeah. teams. Yeah. And sometimes they're all. Everyone's a manager, aren't they? Well. I say eighty percent of the, the parents are managers. They yeah. they think they're managers. Yeah. And you say, well, you do it then. You come exactly. You come and do it every weekend in training sessions. Exactly. Some of the things it. they yeah. say, you just know they've oh. never been involved, have they? No. You know, so yeah. it's crazy. But, but everybody's got an opinion, haven't they? Exactly. It's our national game. It's our yeah. great. It's our love. It's yeah. our greatest game, and, and and everybody's got an opinion. And who's to say who's right and who's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It yeah. is. So cribs. Yeah. Cribs, um, then Larkle came along. Okay. Um, I had Phil Baker on the phone, um, left me a voicemail. Phil Baker saying he wanted to chat with me, but I also had Boris ring me up at the same time, so I had a choice. At, at so where was Boris? Boris? Yeah. Boris was at Mangotsfield at the time. Um, he was just coming to the end, right at the end it was for Boris. So I, it was the pre-season, I had the choice between Mangotsfield and, um, and Larkle, and I decided to go to Larkle. Um, we went, took two of us there, so it took me and George King, we went out to Larkle. Um, under Phil Bater, and again, that was the best move I ever made when it came to football. I mean, every, like, he taught me everything when it comes to defending Phil Bater, and, and what a top bloke as well he was. Yeah. Um, he, he did so much, obviously, full back to full back for him with me. He just taught me how to defend, really, positioning. Um, and I, what was I? I was 21 then, so again, still learning the game, but to have someone like Phil Bater teaching you his ways and, and how many games did he end up playing for Rovers you know he's gone back in Mangersfield he's gone back in there has he he's yeah. a new Mangersfield manager yeah. fancy that, that on. nice <laughs> I, don't, I don't know we'll see. We'll see. we're flying at the moment yeah. I've got to say this as well since Lee Lyshenko's been banned Grantley Dix has got an unblemished record. <laughs> right. How much yeah. did he pay to say that one? just for you, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah. Does he do yeah. a team talk, Grantley? I cannot imagine it. I must he doesn't like doing them because yeah. he admits that. But he's had to do it the last couple of weeks for obvious reasons. Um, but he's he's brilliant, Dicko. He's got this shout at the moment where um, it's all about keeping a clean sheet as a defender. Is, Clean shoots! Clean shoots! <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? You can hear him, can you? you can hear yeah, him. yeah. And I don't know whether that came from the bath, I don't know whether it's, if it's come back or whether he's made it up, but it's now a running joke in the team. The training is clean shoots! We went to the gym, he takes us down the sweat gym and, he, and he's shouting, clean shoots! Come on, clean shoots! Um, he's brilliant, he's a character. But, but, it, but it is, you know, Jordan's playing for Hallen at the moment, they're conceding three goals a game, yeah. and you're going to get relegated. You're gonna get two goals a game, you're going to get relegated. So, you know, yeah. 
that might be. But we yeah. didn't never shout clean sheets. <laughs> that's, that's his new one that he's we, made up. We celebrate yeah. clean sheets. Well, yeah. that's, that's, how, that's how defenders yeah. and keepers look at it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah so that's what he says. He comes in, he says, I oh, don't give up. If we win 1 0, we're going to win the game, we're going to have a clean sheet. And, he, uh, and his other one is clean sheets win games as well. And I think a few of the strikers turn around and go, yeah, yeah, goals win so, games. You're going to win 0 0. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I went to watch Manor Farm Saturday and he's walking out the dressing room as I'm coming in. I shouted out to him and he shakes my hand and he goes, and I said, hey, you shout clean sheet and he went wince he said clean sheets win championships and that was what he said and that's yeah, what you know yeah. but the ways of looking at it isn't it yeah if you don't concede yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we've turned it round down there I think the last 10 games we kept 6 or 7 clean sheets and yeah. look at us now with it all so yeah where are you in the league we're 5th now 5th after 6 straight wins just mm. in the playoffs yeah, yeah. yeah. just in there so we're in, in, but in form table position. top exactly yeah, yeah. form yeah. table top yeah Right, we'll move on because we don't want to talk about Grantley anymore. So, Steve, yeah. Trowbridge. Yeah, two, yeah, two great years at Trowbridge. Loved it. Great set of lads. Enjoyed the, you know, playing the level of football at, what was it, Beezer Home Southern League then. Mm-hmm. Travelling. Getting on a coach and, you know, you know this, but further than us, but going to Margate and going to Dover or Hythe or, you know, it's some, some journeys. But great atmosphere coming back. Had your gear in a, in a, a suit carrier. New blazer every week, pair of, <laughs> pair of trousers, and straight into 33 Corn Street, <laughs> which we know it's not. But yeah, and and those days were amazing days because you know I wasn't married at that point, and it was great. And you you just get out, you play your football, good level, and travel back and, and go out and get home at half two, three in the morning, and you know a great Saturday and training again on Tuesday, wasn't it? Or yeah. A game. Yeah. So, um, but we had some good lads, you know. I, I played with some really good lads who you've, you know, Lee Burns yeah. was there when I signed, and I think he said in his podcast, Murph didn't really give him a chance. He played him at left back, and Burnsy was a better player than that, and he went on to prove it. And I got a lot of time for Burnsy, a good mate of mine, really through football, um, and he's, you know, what he went on to do it, the likes of chipping them and that was was really good for him, you know, and a real solid defender, um, Marcus. Marcus Bray, great character. Uh, Rosie. Nick Endy had just joined as well because he just left, yeah, Sven, he just left Bath. Um, Les was there, Aidy Harris. The lady. So Winger. he was on the left, I was on the right. It was it was he decent. Player, but, yeah, he was, oh, he, was, he was a flyer, absolute flyer. And when you meet him, you think, well, you can't see him doing well. Tiny and walks like that, you know, both feet out, but what a, what a little player. And Dave Mitchell, Mitch yeah. was there. And he was he's a handful. Is yeah. he centre forward? Yeah. yeah. He'd play in midfield sometimes, he'd play up front, a bit wide occasionally, so he could he was a good lad to have in the squad. I think Dave I've mentioned before come to Mangotsville, I think. Yeah, he did play in Mangotsfield, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good yeah. lad. He listens every week, Dave. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> another good one. <laughs> yeah. And um Nigel Patterson, I remember playing in yeah. front of Nigel Patterson and he as yeah. as a fullback, his recovery that, was yeah. unbelievable. He's so quick. Yeah. Um and then up front, we had people like Boyler was there to start with Martin Boyle. Yeah. And then he went on halfway through that season. He got a, an opportunity to go to Mangersfield on some dec- really decent money. And he went there. Boyler? Is there yeah. move Boyle. for money? Yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Is and there then, any people in the crowd you want to mention? Just yeah, there's <laughs> Tom Dick. Well, there's Tom Dick and I, yeah. yeah. Um, came for a while before going back to Bath. Meech came. Cool. Went back to Bath, I think, or Gloucester, and Stinger came. 
What, yeah. with he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in a two-year period, I remember all four of those strikers probably staying for about half the so season and going on elsewhere. Meeting with Frigidus and pacing that team. <laughs> yeah, but I'd, love, I'd love to drop across there because yeah, they yeah. could edit. Yeah, they could edit. So, but one, the biggest thing I was, I'm, you know, thought about this. The biggest thing I remember about the times at Trowbridge was training on a Thursday night with Murph, John Murphy. And we'd work on things like the wingers played in and getting balls in and the two strikers making runs near post and far post and that. And it would go on and on and on. And I remember waking up on a Friday morning with a stiff, sore groin because like you put so many crosses in, but the, the movement of the strikers, was it was all about that. And I remember getting in the dressing room, looking at your watch, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. We'd just come off the pitch. And the lights were on, but it was like proper, proper three-hour training session. Amazing. You still go in the bar and have a drink before heading home. From Trowbridge, you know. Were you still living so, in Nelsey? Nelsey, yeah, yeah, Christ. yeah. That's yeah. a track. It, it is a bit of a track. Yeah. Said it earlier, but yeah, yeah. But it was great, and me and Les, you know. But I ended up. My my biggest regret, to be fair, then was leaving Trowbridge because of work commitments, mm. and I couldn't keep the commitment up going into sales. I I just couldn't do it, and I stepped away. So, yeah, I stepped away and went to um went and had a short spell at Welton because Mike Kelly was then at Welton Rovers. Didn't enjoy it there, didn't enjoy that club. Um, they all had six fingers and six toes oh, out there. Oh, so I, I had a year to where I was born. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's why Tony had six yeah. fingers yeah. Yeah. and two heads. Yeah. <laughs> Seven from Clendon. Well, I actually managed Welton yeah. well for a while. Yeah. Lovely club. So, uh, yeah, so that was um, a short spell at Welton. Um, and then went back to Backwell with AD Britton. Right. And that was really good. That was, AD put a really good side together. And that was when I uh, had the pleasure of playing with Darren Paul, yeah. who didn't give me a mention a few weeks ago, and I gave him some stick about it. Yeah, you let it go, yeah, even yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and he, and he apologised to me. He said, Wince, I should have mentioned you, but he said I was very nervous that day. You he, know? Didn't, he didn't seem nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Watsy was there, and we had some Phil Shrimpton, who came from Polton. Yeah, Phil. Shrimpton was Phil. there, and Nathan Brown had signed. Um, Craig Owen, Gary Smith, some really good lads, but a yeah, good age as well. And we were, and then we we played against your Brislington side with Patchy, yeah. and you won it. And I think we came runners up, um, and that was yeah, that was that was good. That was good. That was a good spell of three or four years at Backwell, which took me to my about 27, and that's when I packed in more or less just after that with a with a bad knee injury. Um, it's relatively young, isn't it? ACL, yeah. Well, 28 I was, actually. Yeah, 28, yeah, with an ACL. Did you come back after that as well? No, I didn't, I didn't ever play no, properly again. No, charity game? No, I, I, I did, in fairness. I had the cruise ship done about four or five years later because I ended up with a, in a sales job and got Booper, so I was able to get it done. But um, only really played it in the hand stadium and a few little charity games and that type of thing, yeah, yeah but nothing, no, not competitive again. Did you get a lot of injuries when you played? Tell you what, my right ankle was the one that used to go all the mm. time, and I ended up always strapping my ankle. Mm. I joke now that I, I got married with my ankle strapped up, so it wouldn't go over that day because it was one of them. But he's had the same, yeah. haven't you? Mason's yeah, had I the same. Ankles, Do you get injuries? Yeah. I got the ankles. I got. I got. I, I, I blame him for them. Um, left and right, so I get them both strapped before games now. With yeah. it, but, yeah, I think I've been fortunate with injuries. Really, touch wood. So, Lorical, yeah. yeah. What what happened? So Larkle did what did I do? I did did, you, did two years really at Larkle with a slight gap in between. I went to Melksham. Right. I went I, did, I went and did six weeks at Melksham. So at Larkle we had a you know the season's fizzling out. There's not much to play for. Um, 
and Melksham came in for me and they were in the league below but they had that really good FA Vars run mm. um, and they were getting crowds of over a thousand they just had the stadium open up and they were getting crowds of about a thousand for these FA Vars games I think they got the last 32 and then they put seven days in and I spoke to their manager at the time because Darren Perrin had tried to sign me before he is the, but he'd then moved into chairman role and I think his bags had taken over down there so he, he approached me and he said look this is what we've got going on we're going for the title we're in the last 16 of the FA bars, we've got a home tie, we're hoping to get a couple of thousand down there. And I'm thinking, Larkle's not really going anywhere at the moment, we're sort of mid-table. Phil's still in charge? Phil's still in charge. So we're one of those, we'll win one, lose one, draw one that week. So I thought, actually, I'll go to Melksham. It's only another 20 minutes down the road for, for me, so it's an hour to get there. And um, and that never worked out at Melksham. I did the FA bars game. We played in front of about 1,500 in that last 16. And then, you know, you, and again, I, I'll open it. I didn't really get going at Melksham in the terms that I played. It was quite clicky. They were all Melksham boys. And I can't stay behind and have a couple of beers with them and get to know them. And then we got to um, the last eight. It goes eight. back to the drink driving thing again. It yeah, does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we got to the last eight and we were at home to Thatcham. And I've turned up on the Saturday expecting to be involved. And um, the manager was sat in the changing room. And I see he's got quite a few lads in, there's about 17, 18 of us. You're thinking, well, someone's not making it today. And um, he reads out the team sheet and my name's not on there. And he goes, uh, the manager goes, right, no one's complaining, I don't want to speak to anyone today. It's too big a day for the club, we're not having it. So I'm just, I'm just completely miffed as you'd expect. I've not even made it. I think we've got their expected crowd about two to two and a half thousand. I've not even made the bench. So I'm thinking, oh, cheers, all right then. He says, you can do the warm up though, mate. So you can do oh, the warm up. Like, oh, yeah, cheers, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And he says, oh, you can sit on the bench as well if you want and watch the game from the bench. So, yeah, cheers. That, that makes it up for me. And uh, I came away from there. And I, I'm not kidding you. I tried to ring the manager up after. Who was the manager? Uh, it was a, a Kieran Baggs. His name is manager of Corsham at the moment. Never heard of it. Um, and uh, and I'm, if I, 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 I kid you not, he never he never answered my phone calls. I, I can't believe the manager six would times. do that. Right. Yeah. So, so there's no ifs and buts about it. That's cowardly. You don't want to speak to you, and I, I've always said, and I've said it on here a few times now, and I don't mind repeating it. If you're going to leave a player out, give them a reason. Absolutely. And look them in the eye. Accept yeah. it yeah. or not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I ended up having to ring up Darren Perrin as the chairman and say, look, Dave, I've, I've, got, I've spoken to Phil Bater, he, he's happy to take me back. I mean, I went back cap in hand. Slice of what was Phil like when you left? He was very. Very hard. He was like, okay, fine, yeah, whatever. And that was it. Phone was put down. Yeah. That was it. That was <laughs> it. As you'd expect, though, As you'd expect. I didn't expect anything less. It wasn't a phone call I was looking forward to making. Um, so I rang him up. Cause he, it, although, to be fair, at the time he said, if, it, if anything doesn't work out, let me know. Yeah. And that was it. The phone was put down and that was that. So anyway, six to eight weeks later, I ring Phil up. It's not worked out. Can I come back? And he said, he, and to be fair, he, he took me back in. I played the rest of that season at Larkle and then um, and then did a, did the following season and then we put together a good team. Um, we had the likes like I said Josh Jones at the back. We had Mike Baker, yeah. who's just moved on to Froome from Larkle. We had um, Matt Britton in midfield. Yeah. Again, he's just got a really good move to Swindon. Really what good year was do you reckon? I reckon that was about it, 2018. That was right. so about four years ago. Was it ago. Lambert? Like Alex Lambert. Yeah, he was a good yeah. strong winger. Yeah. Yeah. Still playing. Yeah. I've seen him. They were on the telly recently, weren't they? Doing yeah, and he got interviewed. Cut, they got yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he was there. There. I, I digress a little bit again. Sorry, yeah. Mace. But you know, I was surprised Phil left. Miracle. Yeah. Because it was all going. I don't know what. You know, obviously. Something's gone on because yeah. he, he, he was he was flying. The team was yeah, flying. But that's really seven league level, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. he didn't sign contracts at seven league. 
No. To no, go for no, them? No. 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 no, no, no. no. I think proper Southern League, is it? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it's Southern League. You had been, you know. I think I've, I've yeah. been a fan of fun, dude, surely, don't they? No, no, no. no it's all no. still seven days it, in Pitt, are, Yeah, you? still the seven days. Hey, you can't pay in brown envelopes on contracts. All right. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so we, again, we had, we, had that, we had that strong team. And we had, uh, I, I've been lucky to play with some good strikers over the years, like you say, uh, Darren Edwards, Dave Gilroy and that, but the best one that I played with, and we had a really good relationship, was a right back as centre forward, was Lewis Powell. Um, Paolo, what a good player he was, and we got on really well. And in that season, I'm, by Christmas time, I think I was, in, I was in double figures for assists, because wherever I used to put the ball in, he just used to be there, it was just a little bit telepathic, and that was, that was one of them that you, that you used to have with him. Um, and I think, like I said, Powell ended up with, with 20 odd goals that season. Isn't it? He, he's he's been he's done he's done a few clubs and he's a, he's a lovely kid. And I played with his yeah. dad and and his dad helped me at film college. Who's his team? Um, Wayne, Wayne Wayne Powell. Wayne Powell, yeah. Um, and you know he helped me at Filton with the Rovers. You've set up and everything. And we had Paige, young Paige. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Rovers and Filton. Yeah. So you know, and he sees scores goals, and his dad was exactly the same. Was it? Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to be critical, you know, but he wasn't the quickest. No. But his reading is an anticipation. No. I, I, I'm going to say this live because he was unlucky not to get something at Rovers, in my opinion. A lot of people have said I'd that. Have, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have given him a contract. Um, and if it, under 23s were in, he would have definitely had a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it was just that little bit. Of, uh, uh, but he just read it so well. He was, yeah, exactly. And, I and then you were saying, you knew where to stick the ball because you knew where he, he, he. That's where he'd be. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, it, it hit a space, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it was fox in a box. There's yeah, no way absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Great first touch powder on that. So that's the best player you play with then, Mace, yeah? I'd, I'd say so, just because of our relationship that we had. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, he made my crosses look half decent, to be fair to him. So. But we, we ask this every week, Tim, don't we, yeah. I guess? So, Wince, who's the best you played with or against? Or? I would say the best player I've played with, without a doubt, is Steve Owen. Steve Owen? Jesse, yeah. Jesse? Yeah, yeah. He had a spell at Trowbridge, and then he went on to Gloucester after a couple of seasons, two or three seasons at Trowbridge, when he was outstanding I thought in midfield and he's one of those players who he wasn't the quickest but he got around he was fit left foot right foot headed it tackled you know did all the things that you think a box to box midfield player should do um, and I you know and playing wide of him a lot he opened it up and played out you where sometimes yeah. I always I always found some midfield players would look at you and you give them an angle and, and like Watsy would be like that like Darren Paul said Watsy would play little balls into Darren and I think sometimes just open it out to me, maybe wide, yeah. but he didn't do that. But Jesse did, left foot, right foot, he could spread it about, you know. I always played, always thought he was a great player. Who's the toughest you come up against? Anyone come to mind? If I thought if you did ask that, probably, I, I didn't, I never really thought, oh my God, I'm playing against that full back or that mm. defender today, but Tiverton had a good lad, Neil Saunders. Oh yeah. yeah, he was a good player because his brother Mark. I don't know whether he was the older or younger brother, but Neil Saunders is a left back. You knew he was quick. He'd stand up if you, you know, he was good, good defender. 
and he was good on the ball as well. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they're so. boys. They're Martin Rogers boys, and um, yeah. I took I took Neil to um, to Bath. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I took Neil to Bath. Yeah. And Mark went on and he played, played league football, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Exeter. Yeah. But that Tiverton team that in that era were a hell of a side, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Cabell and well, all of them on it. Yeah. It's scary. Absolutely. Right. So nobody kicked you then, Steve? Yeah, someone kicked me. Mickey Tanner kicked me. Oh right, he kicked everyone. And, and, that, and that's what and that's what finished me with the cruise shirt. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Still to end on that note. Cheers, Tan. I've seen you a few times. Yeah, yeah. But I've given him some stick over the years for it. He just says he, call, he used to call me Bernie. Bernie Winter. He said, "Burn, burn. Sorry, mate. Sorry, burn." You know. So yeah. So that was that's who kicked me big time. Anything else either of you want to share? Well, who's the better player at the two of you? Oh, we're waiting for this. <laughs> Different players. I'm going to give him credit because he's he's played more Southern League football than me. You know, now whether that's an opinion of how the Southern League was. We're different players. You know, I, I played further up the pitch. He's a defender that can get forward and gets lots of crosses in. Um, yeah, I'll say he's a better player. That thanks, him. Dad. That thanks, that Dad. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going for a beer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 anything you want to share? No, it's just because um, you're probably our the youngest, youngest person. One. Yeah, on yeah. The podcast so far. Well, I mean, I, I promised this lad. I tell him. I, t- I tell this story. Yeah. Um, Ben John, John Z, oh, the goalkeeper. Yeah, goalkeeper. So, um, I mean, what character that we play with anyway with him, the things he comes yeah. out with and the things he says in the changing rooms and stuff. But um, he's done it to two lads. Oh, he's nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I managed him. Is it West, with Western? Him. He's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, we, uh, we had these two young lads coming from Newport on loan and uh, we're playing Thatcham away. And uh, he's, he, I think he's asked Lars Lidashenko where they're going to sit, where they're sitting. So Johnsy has brought in, unbeknown to anyone else, these two dead ducks, right, <laughs> on a piece of string, right, and he's hidden them under their shirt, right. So when these lads, they're 17, first time in men's in, in a men's changing room, right, they've taken their shirt off to go out for the game, and there's these two ducks hanging, <laughs> right. I mean, we were all waxing. We had no idea about it. These lads have jumped, and we've gone over as the older lads, and I'm looking, what, what is he doing here? Honestly, brilliant. So. And we've never lost with these ducks, by the way. And he did it at Sirencester home this season, Lloyd Mills. Yeah, so we all chuck our boots bags in the um, in the in the changing rooms. We all go watch the football before anyway, without anyone knowing. Johnsy's bought these ducks in again. So Lloydy's got his boot bag underneath his um, underneath the stool where he sat. <laughs> Johnsy just poked the heads of these ducks out of it. <laughs> so Lloydie, again, no one really knows this is going on, and Lloydie's gone to pick his boots up, and there's these two duck heads here, and he has just jumped them off. And again, we've all, we're have all we all rolling around in stitches at it, and it's just brilliant. We call them the lucky ducks now, because whenever, whenever Johnsy turns up with them, we seem to win, so yeah. it does all right. He is a character. He's a, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah. A good goalkeeper, and... Um, you know, it's what we say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So characters. But that is what it is, and yeah. we got a good bunch of them down there now. We've, we're, and that's that's why we're doing all right. We've won six in a row. We've got fifteen lads who are all towing the line in the right direction, and it goes to show with it all. Yeah, it goes to show. Um, so yeah, so like club ready said, to go up? I think so. Yeah. I think so. From from everything that I look at, yeah, I really do think so. Um, we want to go up as well as players, obviously, because I think I think there, there are some teams that don't fancy it going up. Oh, there's been a few teams chucked it recently. Yeah, absolutely. Years. So we got we got ten We're not games now. Dave. Yeah, exactly. So 
10 games left to, to finish in that top five because that was the target anyway, finishing those playoffs or win the league and see where it takes us from then onwards. Really, with it all, so. Well, best of luck. Yep. Absolute pleasure. Steve, Mace. Yes. Thank you, for thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, good fun. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Nice to see you.